This is Digital Dots Talks in Geneva, a 15-minute podcast to give you an overview of international digital issues and the role of Geneva in shaping our digital future. This podcast is presented by the Mission of the Netherlands in Geneva and the Geneva Internet Platform. Good day. I would welcome you to the sixth episode of the Digital Dots podcast, where we discuss trends and developments in the digital world in a way that also you can connect the dots. My name is Lars Stammers, and I'm the Deputy Permanent Representative of the Netherlands to the UN here in Geneva. And I'm very honored to welcome the UN Secretary General's Envoy on Technology, the Under Secretary General, Mr. Amandeep Gill, to today's podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Mr. Gill, could you briefly introduce yourself and give us a bit of insight in your background and how you got to this position of Envoy and, of course, your ties to Geneva? So, very briefly, I'm a science and technology diplomat. So, I studied science and engineering. Then I moved to diplomacy. I worked a lot on strategic technologies, technology negotiations, uh, building consensus uh, among countries on uh, critical technology issues. And then I joined the UN uh, some time back to help the Secretary General implement his vision on digital cooperation, uh, which means bringing people together across borders, but also from the private and the public sector, from different domains, to have a wiser approach to technology. Okay, thanks so much. I think the, the, the key term is wiser. Because um, you are, I think you're selling yourself short. You do have a PhD in nuclear learning and multilateral forums from King's College. You also have a bachelor degree in technology and electronics, and you have an advanced diploma in French history and language from Geneva. It's uh, it's very impressive. I think the first and most obvious question would be: Why is it necessary, important to have a UN tech envoy? What do you do? Uh, so increasingly, governments are um, appointing digital ambassadors, cyber ambassadors, technology envoys, uh, and it's the same consideration for the United Nations. Uh, you need to have a focal point, which uh, your partners, other governments, the civil society, industry, private sector can talk to when it comes to the policy implications of technology. So that's the first reason. The other reason is that you also need to do a fair bit of coordination across your own system. Uh, my role is to be that focal point for the external uh, interaction as well as the internal coordination, and most importantly, help uh, increase, enhance international cooperation around technologies. Uh, there is no such institution today or at least before this institution was set in motion, uh, that did that. So there was an urgent need to set up this institution and the Secretary General is to be commended for uh, being uh, a visionary on this issue uh, and uh, taking the UN to uh, the next level in terms of its agility, in terms of its responsiveness to the rapidly changing technology landscape around us. Yeah, indeed, it's it's uh, it's you touched upon a number of, uh, of of developments, and of course, technology moves at lightning speed. 
Um, and this, this sounds like a very broad agenda, a broad mandate. Um, and uh, hopefully you are being supported by a very capable and ever-growing team to make sure that uh, that you can keep up with uh, with uh, with the developments. I think the UN Secretary not only wants to keep track with the developments, but he also we've gone as a world through major crisis, COVID. Now we have also the the, the, the tensions, the geopolitical tensions. We have a financial crisis. Uh, it's it's yes, the the, the world is changing. And the Secretary General has developed his vision of our common agenda. And part of that is the Global Digital Compact um, to rebuild the world in a more secure and better and sustainable future for our people and our planet. So could you explain for, for, for the people out there, what is the Global Digital Compact and who participates? What's its intended outcome? And of course, how do you see your role uh, and your expectations of this, uh, of this uh, document and process? Absolutely. So, uh, at the 75th anniversary of the United Nations, a couple of years back, uh, all governments came together, adopted a declaration. And one of uh, the uh, points in that declaration was that we will reinforce digital cooperation. And the Secretary General was asked to present an agenda for the future. And he submitted a report called Our Common Agenda. That touches upon all the crises uh, and more uh, in the crisis that you mentioned. Uh, there is an urgent need to reinforce multilateral collaboration to address our planetary challenges, uh, climate change, uh, the destruction of biodiversity, environmental pollution, debt and uh, the financing crisis, uh, uh, the COVID disruption, uh, the setback to what is called Agenda 2030. Uh, 17 goals that were adopted by the international community in the development space uh, uh, to be achieved by 2030. So we've fallen behind on that agenda. So we need to reboot multilateralism. We need to reboot international cooperation. And we need to re-energize this uh, sustainable development agenda. So this is a little bit the context in which the uh, international community has decided to hold a summit of the future in 2024 and digital is one of the six tracks for that summit the importance of digital has grown and i think this is a great opportunity for the international community to come together set out some shared principles for instance respect for human rights respect for human agency addressing the digital divide and these principles are sought to be captured in what is called the global digital compact a compact is a document that uh, helps us uh, agree on a shared vision and with that foundation then we can address the risks uh, the misuse of digital technologies but also the tremendous opportunities they offer for advancing on sustainable development Thank you. And as I understand correctly, but please correct me if I'm wrong, is that uh, governments, uh, um, civil society, uh, private sector, they can all contribute to this to this document with their ideas on how to strike that balance between sort of the opportunities, but also the dangers of it. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, so this is called the multi-stakeholder model. Uh, in technology in particular, it's not only governments that set the agenda. It's the private sector that innovates, that comes out with new business models. So think about the social media platforms. Uh, 
and uh, there is civil society there is the tech community those who are passionate about technology who develop the tech and the standards around it there is also academia that's a neutral independent analyst researcher of the trends keeps us honest about where we are going so all these different stakeholders have to come together for this shared vision uh, so the global digital compact although it is uh, a document that will be adopted by governments the process that's leading up to it is multi stakeholder by design so we are gathering inputs from these different stakeholders making sure that they have an opportunity to make their voice heard in a meaningful way and then even after the global digital compact we have this opportunity to take forward those shared principles to implement them if you will in not only governments and their policies but also the private sector the work of the civil society and other stakeholders and you will be the point person on that so from the un secretariat side definitely the member states have agreed on two countries who will co-facilitate this process uh, these are sweden and rwanda uh, so the uh, ambassadors of sweden and rwanda in new york will be the co-facilitators for the global digital compact and my office will provide the secretarial support all the assistance that they need in terms of these consultations the research the reporting and eventually supporting the negotiations you you touched upon the uh, on the private sector and there's also a question that I asked uh, Irene Kahn the uh, special rapporteur on the freedom of of of, uh, of speech the technology advances in the digital world are very much driven by the private sector and also the tech giants and Uh, I think one touchy issue is is whether you think that the private sector is really ready and willing to participate and, and how can we ensure that they remain transparent and committed to the digital agenda also given their their huge interest in in that in that industry yeah, I can understand uh, some of the reluctance of the private sector they often think of UN and intergovernmental discussions as not being very relevant for them uh, and uh, the uh, resolutions the treaties coming out of the un system as being more regulation driven uh, rules driven rather than uh, being facilitation centric uh, so i want to address that straight away you know whatever we are doing what whatever we are thinking about is not meant to stifle innovation not meant in to come in the way of the opportunities the tremendous opportunities are there for the private sector to grow to create wealth uh, to create employment to help us solve our pressing problems but instead look at this as a way provide the common rails and the guard rails uh, that uh, facilitate your work that help the public the citizens at large have trust in these technologies in the governance of these technologies and make sure that the innovation landscape uh, is democratic that uh, startups small companies medium sized companies everyone has a chance to innovate uh, to contribute uh, to the digital future i see a very welcome trend uh within the private sector even in geographies where uh, there's been a very laissez faire approach uh, the private sector the responsible leaders within the private sector are very keen 
to work with uh, UN forums, work with governments to come out with agile, responsive uh, governance uh, that helps them develop technology and business models while at the same time addressing the societal concerns uh, and other uh, problems, other risks and some of the unintended consequences uh, that uh, may arise when you deploy uh, such powerful technologies. Just, just thanks for that. But just moving from sort of the tech industry, and I understand that there is, of course, an interest in them for developing a broader market, and there's also corporate social responsibility that's really important. Let's let's move to the other extreme, which is um, how do we connect and keep the global south, the developing countries, the people who lack connection, including the migrants, the women. How do we keep them involved, and how do we inform them of of, of this global digital compact and what it means for them? That's a very important problem. Uh, there are 2.7, at least 2.7 billion people who are not connected to the internet. Even when you are connected, you may not have meaningful, affordable connectivity. The content may not be relevant to you, and the devices that you may be deploying might not help you. For instance, follow courses online or participate uh, in the digital economy. So we have a digital divide. Uh, problem, and this divide is at various levels. Uh, even within advanced economies, there is a digital divide. The disabled, the adult, elderly, women—they uh, are behind uh, on uh, some of the indicators. So, addressing this requires a whole of government, whole of international system effort, from building the physical networks that deliver internet connectivity uh, to more focus on capacity. And on skills to use digital products and services, uh, to content availability, and also importantly and increasingly, data and artificial intelligence. Uh, if uh, you are only generating data that is used by others to create value, then you know you are falling behind. So how do you? Uh, protect data. How do you empower citizens uh, on choices about the data? How do you empower countries to build their own data sets and create value from them? Address their own problems with that. I think this will be a key consideration during the discussions on the global digital compact. Th- thanks for that, and I think that also brings me to sort of the next question: is is um, um, we in Geneva really look at sort of development humanitarian affairs. We have the International Telecoms uh, um, organization here on the other side, which is also looking at sort of creating a safe internet and looking very much also on uh, bridging that divide. You've worked in Geneva. You now work in New York. You said in New York, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's dark, it's rainy, the sun shines here in Geneva. Uh, first question, do you miss Geneva? Um, Second, um, uh, what's the, the, the difference in approach between Geneva and New York when it comes to uh, uh, the digital world and the global digital compact? Yes, and I'm sure the weather will turn soon in New York. It'll be bright and sunny. Uh, so Geneva and New York take turns at that. Uh, I think this is an artificial uh, dichotomy. Uh, the uh, Geneva is the European headquarters of the United Nations, uh, and therefore... It plays a very important role in all things multilateral. And there is also a very vibrant uh, civil society and multi-stakeholder uh, network. I myself led a multi-stakeholder initiative in digital health 
and artificial intelligence research in Geneva the, these past three years. So very familiar with the vibrant Geneva ecosystem, uh, which will have very, very important insights to contribute to the uh, global digital compact discussions. We've already had uh, a few consultations on the compact in Geneva. I'm uh, aware that the co-facilitators, Sweden and Rwanda, have plans that would involve further consultations in Geneva. So Geneva will have a full opportunity uh, to participate in the process. The Geneva diplomatic community is very engaged on these issues. They are very passionate about these issues. Uh, so I'm counting on their support as well as we uh, move uh, forward. Well, you can count definitely on the support of the Netherlands. Uh, we've just uh, uh, raised our hand to become the uh, EU uh, Heads of Mission uh, Chair of our Digital Working Group. And then we are happy to do so. Two quick questions, two quick answers. You are, of course, a digital expert. What keeps you up at night um, uh, from the digital developments? And, and uh, what, what development excites you the most? Very brief answer. What worries me, I, I don't stay up at night. You know, I have a peaceful sleep uh, no matter what. Um, uh, what worries me most is uh, the... Uh, tendency for digital technologies to take away our agency as human beings and to delude us a little bit with uh, the razzle-dazzle and take us away from uh, the rich inner world, our relationships, our uh, analog world problems. So that's my biggest worry about digital. What excites me the most is the inclusiveness opportunity, how digital can lower entry barriers uh, for people uh, from all walks of life to participate in the modern economy, to make their voice heard. Thank you very much. Um, finally, um, we will have a next guest. Um, we don't know, do not know who that will be, but if you have to ask a sort of a question that's sort of a, a relay question to our next guest, what would it be? I would like to ask how we can better engage the youth. Uh, we are talking about the future, the summit of the future. What's the best way to get the young uh, students, uh, youth everywhere around the world excited about uh, multilateral issues, about our global problems and challenges and interest them, motivate them uh, to participate in the solution making? That's, I think that's a very nice end to this conversation and I definitely agree that uh, the youth is, is essential in uh, developing also our digital future and we have to get them involved. Um, Mr. Amandeep Gill, uh, thank you very much for this, uh, this conversation. It was very informative for me uh, and it was very nice talking to you and wish you all the best and success in your, in your function. Thank you so much. My pleasure. All the very best to you. This is Digital.Talks in Geneva, a 15-minute podcast to give you an overview of international digital issues and the role of Geneva in shaping our digital future. This podcast is presented by the Mission of the Netherlands in Geneva and the Geneva Internet Platform.